politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So Adam, this week there's been a lot of news. And whenever there's a, a heavy news cycle on a specific topic, it is ripe territory for scammers. And I got uh, a smishing attack, which is an SMS, you know, a text-based uh, attempt to get me to hand over some money in this case. And what they said was a bunch of people had been tossed in jail somewhere in the Midwest. I actually don't remember where. And I needed to send 10 bucks. And I have no idea how many people got that 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 text. But I also know it wasn't a real request because I'm not on any list like that. How common are these kinds of... Uh, these kinds of approaches. It's basically social engineering, right? What, uh, explain social engineering for anybody who might not know what it is. Social engineering is when someone is trying to get you to do something by making you believe that you either know of them, know them, or view them as an authority figure or an organization to which you have to answer, like the Internal Revenue Service, your financial institution, uh, healthcare providers, and Social engineering is particularly effective when we have events in the news that interest people that everyone expects that someone's going to respond if they get some kind of communication. Uh, yeah, another I need help. What, here's Yeah, well there used to be that used to be known as the 419 scam. That would that would usually come in the form of an email where you would get an email from a friend or family member saying they had been traveling generally in Europe that they had lost their backpack, which contained their wallet and other identifying materials. And I have no money. I have no identification. Can you please wire some money to Western Union so I can get it and actually live a life and maybe even get out of wherever I am? You probably also heard the story. I mean, these, this, this is politics agnostic. This is social issues agnostic. This is, I want to get you to do something, and I think I know how. Right? It's three card Monty, but it's a different it's a different approach. I'm Adam Levin, founder of CyberScout, former director of the New Jersey Division of Consumer Affairs, author of Swipe. Now, I'm Bo Friedlander. I write about cybersecurity. Hi, I'm Travis Taylor, resident tech guy. And we're all here. And this is What the Hack. So many of the scams are, it's like traditional scams, but dressed up to look differently based on whatever the issue is at the moment, whether it's economic, health, political, a disaster somewhere in the world where there's charitable fundraising. Hackers will gravitate to whatever that issue is, and they will 
find ways to try to lure you in and get you to click on a link, open an attachment, respond to a text. So yeah, and Adam, a text is really a common way for people to get got. Email, text, message on social media, there's a, there's a few ways, but all of those ways involve scaring the person who's receiving it. No, it's all designed to get someone to respond to something that sounds incredibly urgent using an emotional tug. And that's really social engineering. 100%. I think that, that, that nails it. And that takes us today's, to today's guest. And this is quite a story. And it's a story that is happening to so many people on a daily basis. So without any further ado, let's bring on our guest. Welcome, Jake. Uh, full disclosure, I know Jake. Uh, he actually lives maybe five blocks from me. Hey, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I uh, am calling in from Brooklyn, and I work in media uh, as a journalist. So is this broadcast media, online media, radio, what? I do uh, long-form video journalism. So oh, great. do you travel for that, or do you, do you just use it local stuff? Yeah, I've, d I've done a couple of shoots recently in the south of the U.S. I did just get back from the Mideast, where I spent a couple of weeks in Baghdad and Tehran. What did you do there? I, uh, I was working on a story about the assassination of General Soleimani and the foreign policy blunder fallout from the invasion of Iraq. Basically a sort of a happy story, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very, very light stuff. I focus on light fluff pieces, right? Is that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I will say that I found the Iraqis to be uh, extremely light and fluffy and, you know, bellies full of rice and maz goof and, and always a huge smile on their face. So while so. you were there, did anything happen that surprised you at all? Did you learn something that was surprising when you were there? Um, well, you know... This is not what I called in today to talk about, but, you know, I, I definitely uh, was hacked by the Iranians several times over to the point where, you know, I walked into my hotel room and another producer I was with said, you know, just assume that you were put in this hotel room for a reason. There are going to be cameras and listening devices in there. So don't don't say anything you shouldn't say. And, you know, there were certain times that our phones would work better than others. And there were certain times that we would get on signal and say, like, let's meet at this place. And no intelligence agencies would show up. But if we'd get on WhatsApp and say, let's meet at that place, there would be three Iranian intelligence agencies trailing us to the spot. Did you love the border? I thought, how was the border experience for you? I, I know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah. I spent uh, seven hours trapped between Iran and Iraq with both countries fighting over who wanted us less. We had our exit visas from Iran trying to get uh, into Iraq and a general in Baghdad called the border and said, we don't want Americans in, make them sleep overnight. Uh, and luckily we ended up getting to a general that was higher than this general and he did us a favor got us in seven hours after. Did you stay at a nice hotel while you were there at least? <laughs> we, we stayed at the nicest hotel in Baghdad, which is quite a trip because people staying at the nicest hotel in Baghdad are not the uh, most upstanding citizens in the world, if you can imagine. It's, you're surrounded by gun runners and intelligence officials and uh, 
weapons arms dealers. It's it's quite a trip. So like your typical American country club then, right? <laughs> yeah. It was like a, a holiday in, in Marfa, Texas. John Wick okay. in real life too. And, and hackers. <laughs> there had to be hackers there too. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means you get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Have you been hacked? We'd love to hear your story. Give us a call at 623-252-1828 or email stories at whatthehackpod.com. Listen, Jake, as cool as this story is, and it's very, very cool. Uh, you're not here to talk about that. Actually, you've you've had an interesting situation that we'd like to hear about. Well, yeah, I, I, I got an email um, and I think it had been sitting in my spam folder. I went in to look at it and I noticed the subject was this password that I've been using, you know, for a decade. Just some variation of this password, which, you know, it's a French word. Sacre bleu. Unique. So it's it stood out to me immediately. And uh, so I opened up the email and uh, basic, I mean, I've got the email here. I can read it or I can just go back to it. Please read okay. it. Yeah. It said, uh, I know this word. I'm not going to tell what my password is because I still use it, which is kind of stupid. I know this this word is one of your passwords on the day of this hack. Let's get directly to the point. Not one person has paid me to check about you. You do not know me and you're probably thinking, why are you getting this email? In fact, 
I placed the malware on the adult videos, adult porn website. And you know what? You visited this site to experience fun. You know what I mean. <laughs> when you were viewing videos, your browser started, started out operating as a RDP, having a keylogger, which provided me with accessibility to your display and webcam. Immediately after that, my malware obtained every one of your contacts from Messenger, Facebook, and email. After that, I created a double screen video. The first part show what you are viewing, in parentheses, you have nice taste, oh my God. <laughs> and the second part displays the recording of your camera and it's you. Best solution would be to pay me $1,065. We are going to refer to it as a donation. In this situation, I most certainly will without delay to remove your video. And he gives me his BTC address, tells me to copy and paste it. You could go on with your life like this never happened and you will never hear back from me again. Make the payment via Bitcoin. If you do not know how to do this, search how to buy Bitcoin in Google. If you were planning on going to the law, surely this email cannot be traced back to me because it's hacked too. I've taken care of my actions. I'm not looking to ask you for a lot. I simply want to be paid. If I do not receive the Bitcoin, I definitely will send out your video recording to all of your contacts, including friends, families, coworkers, and so on. Nevertheless, if I do get paid, I will destroy the recording immediately. If you need proof, reply with, yeah. Then I will send out your video recording to eight of your friends. This is not a non-negotiable offer. And thus, please don't waste my time and yours by replying to this message. And that was that. Jake, I have one question for you. I'm very upset about this because how come you got a discount? Because the 15 <laughs> of these that I received wanted 7,000 or 14,000. And one time I was on a radio uh, show and I was talking to the host and the producer for the show walked in and she said, wow, I got five of those myself. So this is a, this is a, a very, very popular and widespread and uh, I think pernicious scam. So when you got it, when you first opened it, how'd you feel? Well, look, I was terrified. I, I opened it and my immediate thought was, how do I buy Bitcoin? And I remember I had like a 10X wallet from years ago. My immediate thought was like, okay, just like let this go. But you know, between me and you, Adam, and Bo, you too, yeah. I, I don't look at a lot of porn. I can probably count on one hand the number of times I've looked at porn. It would be one hand. I don't want to ask which hand. But <laughs> <laughs> I, so immediately, like, I was suspicious, but I was also, you know, terrified. I called my friend who's an attorney, and I, I said, what do I do? You know, I, I also, I work in news. I run a lot of background checks. So I, I ran background checks on this email address to see if it would pull up anything. I tried to, you know, figure out who was contacting me. And I, I could not. I spent a couple of hours being terrified, thinking that, you know, the, the one of five times that I have looked at porn, it happened to be hacked uh, with my video camera. And, and then immediately, you know, I, I guess I just kind of um, decided that it was it was going to take the chance that they were going to hopefully not send out this wonderful video that he said he created. It wasn't that bad. 
You saw it, Bo? Yeah. I mean, it was like three <laughs> minutes. to me. I didn't think it was that bad either, really. I mean, it's pretty funny. You looked bored. You actually, you looked bored. You were just yeah, scratching no. your ear. I mean, I don't no, know no. what it has to do with anything. Wait, so didn't you, didn't you reach out to me, Jake? As I recall, you told me you, you got this thing, but it was it after the fact and you just had already decided it was fate was going to take you one way or another? I forget how we were talking about it. Yeah, I had already just like this. I think when I told you about it, it had already passed. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's it has stuck with me, like, does this video exist? Is it out there? Uh, you know, it's it's really strange that he had my password. If you one thing, if my password was like Jake, one, two, three, four, five, and that's what was in the subject line. But because it was like this French word that I got from a, a 1960s, you know, French New Wave film. Uh, that you, you know you, you don't learn it in like French 101 it's it's like a it's a strange word it, it, it grabbed my attention so obviously there's some credibility to this hack because he got that word and he knew my password well I think I think one one explanation of that also could be, you didn't happen to use this password on Yahoo, did you, by any chance? I I mean, I haven't had a Yahoo account since I was 13. So no, I don't think so. What about what about Adobe do, on any Adobe products? Um, yeah, that's quite possible. I, I have like Adobe Creative Cloud. All right. So it's time for you to meet the voice of God. Um, Travis. Well, now I'm scared of talking to God about my porn problem. I'm very disappointed in you, young man. <laughs> and now you can say several Ave Marias and we'll we'll get you out of here and you'll be safe. This this podcast is uh it's redeeming. I you know, I feel like I've got it's my path into heaven. I'm, I'm absolved of my sins. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split second financial decisions. And that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks and I trade options and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. All right, Travis, what do you think happened to this pervert? I mean, Jake. Uh, There was something called Collection One that hit the uh, internet, specifically the dark web, um, last year or the year before, that had over 25 billion email password combinations attached to it. Uh, So that was, it wasn't necessarily a breach in and of itself, but it had a whole bunch of passwords from previous breaches. So that means that um, from what Bo and Adam were mentioning, including there's LinkedIn, Adobe, Dropbox, 
um, really, you name you name the data breach, and then the passwords were incorporated into there. So if that's a password you've used before, if that's a password that you are still using, um, there's a very good chance it would have shown up on there. I'm not sure if you visited the website haveibeenpwned.com, um, but that would actually, if you enter in your email address, it'll tell you a list of the number of times that that email address and that password have been breached. Uh, which is a great resource, but it's very likely that if this is not a unique password and this is something that you've used before, that it it, it was part of that collection because that was given out for free and it had uh, hundreds of gigabytes of uh, people's credentials in there. And have I been pawned? Also, Jake will tell you whether your phone number has been you has been uh, involved in a compromise. So you can see if you're going to get, for instance, you've ever gotten one of those texts that say, "Hey, Jake." Your, your whatever bank you bank with has been compromised. You need to click this thing and reset your password. You've gotten those fake texts before? Yeah, of course. Or your account's been frozen. Now, of course, there's going to be a new status symbol in the world, and that is when you go to the Have I Been Pwned site, how many pages are dedicated to you and every breach that you've been a part of? How many pages about you? How, do you know how many pages you have, Adam? I'm, I'm not at liberty to say. I have... A lot of pages. Um, <laughs> Bo, you have an encyclopedia. Yes, I have been involved in many, many a breach. But I'm happy to say that, you know, there was just a recently, um, as in recently being in the last 12 months, a, a compromise that involved phone numbers that were leaked via Facebook. And it is a good idea to check how I've been pawned to see if your phone number was part of that. Travis, how many phone numbers were involved in that particular compromise? It was 500 million records, uh, but I think 2 million phone numbers. No, no. Actually, it was 2.5 million email addresses, but the phone numbers numbers were more ubiquitous. And and that's really the thing. So, Travis, someone gets your phone number, Mm -hmm. right? You're not going to change your phone number. People don't change their phone numbers. So, therefore, what, what do you suggest? Don't trust anyone calling you is the long and the short of it. Um, a lot of mobile devices will have things telling you that you know it's a spam risk or what have you. But if you don't recognize the phone number, if they're not your contacts, be extremely cautious. If you get a text that you don't recognize, be uh, even more cautious. But yeah, just keep in mind that at this point, your phone number is most likely in the public domain somewhere. It can be found, it can be traced back to, and it can be used to hack you. And, and I have a theory on, on phone calls, and that is, If you don't pick up, but they don't leave a message, then it's not real. If they do leave a message, don't pick up till there is a message and then listen to the message. And then whatever information is provided in that message, in particular, a phone number to call, don't call it. Independently verify, A, that the organization that sent you or supposedly left this message for you really was looking for you. And secondly, independently confirm the phone number to call that organization. And another thing, Adam, that I do is when I get one of these phone calls, I'll just give them dead air. I'll pick up and listen. And the reason I do that is because sometimes they're just looking to harvest your voice ID. So if you say, if they say, is this Bo Friedlander, I'll say yes. And then they have my yes for when they want to use my voice verification to get into my bank account. Well, they also use the yes that when you dispute a charge on your credit card, for instance, you say, I never agreed to that. And they go, oh, yes, you did. Here's the tape. You said yes. So if for whatever reason you're compelled to pick up the phone number, uh, either 
say your name or just say, uh, can I help you? That's the nice way I go, who is this? But <laughs> so, Jake, I know you well enough to know that you've probably now pulled up Have I Been Pwned to see what's what. What's what? Oh, you know me well. I, I looked at it right away. And uh, I've been pwned. I don't know if it's an encyclopedia. But I mean, can I call out the companies that have breaches? Sure. Why not? They're public. Cafe Press, Daily Motion, My Fitness Pal, Ticketfly, Apollo, Data Enrichment Exposure from PDL Customer, Diet.com. I don't even know if I've been to Diet.com. Evite, Gawker, Kickstarter, LinkedIn, and Pornhub.com. Oops. I knew Pornhub was coming. I knew I'm it. Just kidding. <laughs> Damn. So do you know do you know offhand if any of those sites that you just rattled off used the obscure or somewhat obscure French word? Sacre bleu. Well, I mean it was it was my only password for a decade, probably. Jake. Bad move, man. So what did you do in the, have you since like, have you since become Fort Knox? You have two-factor authentication set up on all your devices and all your accounts? Yeah, I do have two-factor now. And I've I've started rotating three different passwords. But you know, when I was growing up in the days of like dial up AOL. You've got mail. The suggestion at school was always to use the same password across all of your accounts so you don't forget it. So that's why I had the same password for so long. When I was in college, high school, internet data breaches were not really prominent or prevalent thing. It wasn't a new data breach every week coming out to scare us. So it seemed safe at the time, I guess. Well, I, I think it's important to understand that we're now living in a world and Bo and I love this phrase, but we're living in a world where breaches have become the third certainty in life behind deaths and taxes. And what it's really about is you have to assume your information is out there and you have to take steps to basically reduce your attackable surface, make it more difficult for someone to try to come after you, make yourself a harder target. One of the ways to do it is, why think? Get a password manager. And because Bo loves you, Bo's going to get you a password manager to protect <laughs> you against this. And I suggest this to people. Now, again, the only thing you have to remember with the password manager is the password you use to secure the password manager. Just make sure that password is not e easily discoverable or decipherable. Or um, that French word. Sacre bleu. So listen, before we let you go, Jake, Travis, any thoughts? I'd say the biggest one is if you're not using two-factor authentication already, enable that for all of your accounts. Uh, that means even if your password does get compromised, you have one extra little hurdle for a hacker or a scammer to have to um, jump over in order to be able to get your data or your information or you know send you another scary email. I would also add that you should probably, Jake, um, set a PIN code for your SIM card. In your case, given what you do, you should have, when you restart your phone, it should prompt you for your password to your phone and then for the SIM code, which is a four-digit code. And it just gives you an extra piece of, uh, of protection because you are in a position to have your phone hijacked to get into your other accounts. And, and so you need to be thinking in a, in a priority sort of way. And Adam, do you think he should probably turn his devices off when he's not using them? I think you should, it, well, especially, uh, you know, when you're traveling 
be very be very careful and turn them off. I know it uses a little extra energy, and I realize that the crypto miners will be very depressed that they can't get as much as they want out of you. But uh, it's just very important to really assume the worst because most likely it can happen, especially with the places you go and the things that you that you work on. Uh, you are a target. I wish I could be more sanguine about that, but you are. And I just think it's very important to protect yourself as best you can. Actually, I'd like to throw a question to, to Travis about these password managers. I'm aware of them. My understanding is, you know, it's just a block that keeps all of your passwords for your different sites. Sure. Or maybe that's not even what they are. But I've been reluctant to <clears throat> um, use a password manager out of fear that if that password manager is breached, then that seems like very easy access to all of my web, my, my logins everywhere. Is there any sort of like heightened security that a password manager has over say my iCloud chain or whatever is saving my passwords right now? Well, any password manager you use is going to still provide better protection than uh, reusing the same password that you've had for a, several years at this point. Um, so, you know, <laughs> you can only go up ultimately. Um, as far as that's concerned, one of the main things too is to never use a free password manager app. Uh, so if you're not paying, if you're not paying for the app, you are the product. Um, so if you get a paid password app and then just make sure that you're using it across all of your accounts and keep an eye on your accounts just for any kind of suspicious activity, you should have a higher amount of security than you do without it. And should, is it necessary with the password managers to change the overall password regularly as well, if it's the only place it occurs? There's some controversy about that. Uh, Microsoft actually just announced this week that they don't want you to bother uh, changing your passwords consistently, that they say that that can lead to more uh, security issues. Just because when people constantly have to be resetting their password, then they need to uh, enter in their um, either security questions or what have you. And so there's a bit of a liability there. Um, that being the case, I would still say every six months or so, if uh, this is going to be a skeleton key to all of your accounts, that you're just being as uh, careful as possible and that you are updating uh, that password. But there's a lot of different opinions on that one. Well, Jake, this has been awesome. We can't thank you enough for telling your story. And I know it's, it was a little bit painful for you in terms of what you went through. But again, this was extremely instructive. And we really appreciate you spending time with us today and, and opening yourself up to us talking about this, because I know that it's kind of a personal issue. Well, I thank you guys for having me on. I, I feel more secure now knowing that password manager is an option. And uh, not every day you get to talk to God uh, and be absolved of your, your porn history. So maybe I'll delete my browsing history and uh, start a new life. Go in peace. Go forth, my son, into the sunshine. Thank you, guys. Bye, Jake. What the Hack is a Loud Tree Media production in partnership with Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. You can find What the Hack wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on social media and find more information at adamlevin.com.